there's a couple of things you might have noticed. The hives are back, and Rutsy's here, but there's no guttural Scotty Tones introducing the program today. It's just me. It's just here. Scotty's gone MIA. I don't know where he is. He's gone somewhere. So it's just Rutsy today, but uh, I thought I'd bring the hives back because he was in a bit of a Robbie Williams sort of spin moment. And don't get me wrong, love Robbie, but hey love the hives so we're back and uh, i'm going to give you an hour of stuff um that is going to be a lot more of uh, aussie music today and i've got a lovely interview coming on later on with uh with uh, kirsten corbin from the danny frawley center where we explore all the great work they're doing down there at the uh, the danny frawley center in Moorabbin, right there next to rsa park but I also get an opportunity to, being on my own, I get to play you some songs. And all the songs that Scotty probably really doesn't get or understand or whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm here with you, so welcome to the two smoking guns, or the solo smoking gun, as I am today. And I wanted to, I wanted to kick it off with uh, a song that I've been, oh, I've just been playing so much of. And in an environment where we're in this really, it shouldn't be such a divisive time of, of reconciliation. We've got the voice, we've got the thing, everyone's arguing about what it is and what it does and what it means. But, you know, this is a non, you know, the, the, the Southern FM and, and you know, we're not, we're not partisan, but I just think, you know, anything that helps us get closer together is a good thing. And uh, this song, I, I came across this band. It's an Adelaide band called Bad Dreams, and they're, they're really bad spellers because um, their name's Bad and then their second name's D-R-E-E-M-S, which normally would trigger me because I'm a, oh, I am don't like bad spelling. And... Um, but, you know, they're Adelaide boys, they're doing it tough, they're a little bit of a punk band, but they've got a, they've got a great song. They've got a new album out called Hoo-Ha, and this song, Jack, you need to check it out because it's just another way of young, young people, young, and they're not, they're not Indigenous people, they're white men, and they're basically saying it's pretty shit, you know, the attitudes of, you know, older people... No, I consider myself in that uh, vernacular, but you know, you know, there's a, there's a history there in our country. It's got to be recognised. We should be doing better at recognising it. And uh, this song for me, oh hello, there's the hive still going. Hey, how am I going? Uh, but you know, these guys, they, it's a beautiful song, and it sort of sums it up for me that. Um, this is the sort of stuff we should be listening to. And uh, I'm going to play a couple of... I'm going to play this song. I'm going to play a couple of others. Step by. It's Rutsy's Smoking Guns today. All by myself. All in my lonesome. I'm going to play some songs that are really, for mine, pretty meaningful. So sit back and relax. And this is Bad Dreams with Jack. I love it.
so <laughs> Scotty's left me in charge of the studio, which was a very dangerous move. And uh, so I'm just playing my favourite Aussie indie bands right now. And right from the start, we heard Jack from my new favourite band, Bad Dreams, straight out of uh, Adelaide and their, their opinion on what's going on with the reconciliation. And then we moved into the Betty Rays, Sober Coast, a great song, Serve Yourself by the Pretty Littles, and by my side, by Bad Dreams again, and Carolina there by Royal Headache, and um, there's some great new Australian bands that you need to be checking out. And um, we're going to go to a break right now, but after the break, I'm going to talk to a great person who's doing some great work for mental health so see you on the side of the break so um we're down here at the danny frawley center the brand new danny frawley center which opened not not so long ago and of course it's named after the great man danny frawley who captained the saints for all those years and he displayed many attributes of being a true saint toughness loyalty courage and of course heart um, and they were the qualities that made his teammates stand tall and want to play beside him. Um, and another one of his most humbling characteristics was his honesty, particularly when it came to speaking openly about his, his mental health journey. And the centre's named after Danny um, as a health and wellbeing centre, um, state-of-the-art, purpose-built, uh, down here at RSA Park in Moorabbin. And it's a place for everyone who wants to feel belonging and wants some support in their mental health journey. And I'm joined today by the Executive Director of uh, the Great Danny Frawley Centre, Kirsten Corbin. Welcome, Kirsten. Hey, Rutsi. Thanks How so much we? for having me. I'm and, great. Um, it's just really good to have a chat because I know, I mean, you can tell us all about the centre, but it's been a work in progress for some time. I've been watching it evolve and develop, and now it's reasonably complete, I would argue, uh, certainly as a building. So um, do you want to tell us about the journey to get it funded and built? and uh, what's actually down here because I was speaking to some people on the weekend who weren't quite sure and hadn't been down to check it out so I've obviously urged them to do that. Yeah absolutely it's a pretty amazing story so it's coming up to about four years ago that Danny lost his life to suicide Uh, so a really tragic um, occasion difficult time for his family and for the saints and for the larger kind of footy community as well because Danny was incredibly well known Uh, But at that time, the Saints teamed up with the Victorian government and the federal government and pulled some funds and said they wanted to do something like that turned out to be the Danny Frawley Centre, but that was true to Danny's legacy, um, that delivered in that area he cared a whole lot about, and that really is mental health and wellbeing, um, supporting current players, but definitely past players, because Danny had some experience there as a past player, and we, we hear lots of stories about the disconnection that can come for players when they finish playing. Um, but really importantly for me, it's about community yeah. and how we can create a facility that is driving impact for community and young people being a massive focus for us. And it's a it's a pretty new initiative. I mean, when you think about it, um, it we're on, obviously honouring our legacy and continuing some great work in doing that support program, but I don't know of many facilities like it. So it has some unique quality about it, doesn't it? It certainly is unique, and that is one of the reasons why I was really keen to come over and take a lead role in supporting this place to to do some great things mm. and deliver its potential. So uh, I've got a background in health, um, so I'm really used to the health system pushing um, and advocating for people and you know, to build their health and wellbeing. Um, but I've forever had a love of sport 
and for me the chance to bring together health and community and sport and use this platform that the Saints have given us to drive health and community impact is phenomenal. That's why I'm here. That's what excites me every day. Yeah. And I think we'll be able to do some amazing things that the health system can't do it on its own. That's and certainly true. the sporting system can't do it on its own either. But when you can connect them up, the, the really op- big opportunity comes. Massive opportunity. So tell us about the actual building. It's quite a striking building down here at RSA Park. I mean, I know the football club's gone and uh, invested a fair bit of money in their facility. Yeah. But this one stands alongside it with some great stuff. You've got pools and gyms and all sorts of things. Tell it us about the building. It is. It's an amazing building. It's For me, it's probably the best office I've ever sat in. Yeah. Uh, I feel fortunate every day to, to arrive here and, and be able to look out at RSEA Park and the amazing oval that those players beautiful have got. Nick, it's the oval. It I saw, some, saw a game down here on the weekend. Beautiful conditions. It's, it's, it is. It's unbelievable. But I'm yet to find anyone who's come inside the Danny Frawley Centre and who has not been impressed mm. with the physical build. Yeah. Um, so it is a light, bright space. It is really kind of relaxed and comfortable, um, inviting, welcoming, inclusive. Um, you said at the start when you talked about Danny, you talked about belonging and connection mm. Those values um, could not be more important for us, and I think the, the physical design of this space has certainly embodied those. Oh, I agree, totally. I mean, all, all your staff are beautifully welcoming. Every time you walk in the door, big smiles. Must be a great place to work. I think you really couldn't find a better group of people. Yeah. The people who choose to be here and work in a facility like this are here because they care so deeply uh, about what we're trying to do. They align with Danny's values and they want to be part of this change. So you feel that every time when you interact with those people. So I've participated, I've used the gym, I've used the pool, I've even used the ice baths. So I don't know how players do that, but uh, I felt refreshed <laughs> after it. But there's also <laughs> saunas and there's uh, wellness recovery rooms. And of course upstairs here, which is relatively newer, um, you've got consulting suites and a range of sort of you know, different classes of different types, talks that go on. Yeah, so tell us a little, more about, a little bit more about the agenda and the program. Exactly right. So it is a unique building. We're really, really bringing together physical fitness mm. and mental fitness. And so you can come to one location and do all of those things together. So as you touched on, there are some physical facilities like a 25-metre pool. Um, a lot of people are in there kind of doing lap swimming. There's a lot of learn-to-swim programs in there yeah. for kids and young people. We've got a hydrotherapy pool where the water's even more warm and more inviting. Uh, to get in there and that's used by our current players around their rehab and it's used by community again all kinds of people from the community but certainly people doing their own rehab or managing their own functional um, capacities as well that kind of high performance recovery space is where those cryo baths are that you mentioned i still have not gone in one (laughs) there was some talk a little while ago about the exec doing a team building session in there and everyone getting in the cryo bars and that was shut down (laughs) very quickly as not effective team building but really our players love um, those cryo baths, they love the infrared saunas. Yeah. Um, and we find that people in the community who maybe have an interest in sport or who don't have learned a lot more about kind of contrast therapy and being yep. hot and cold and the, the health benefits from it all. They absolutely love that space. Um, there's compression therapy in there where our players love putting on these devices on their legs in particular. They use some digital technology and it helps with their venous return and getting rid of all the toxins. So, I, um, I yeah. use those. Yeah. I didn't know about venous return. But it was very comfortable <laughs> sitting in the lovely Jason Recliner rockers. They are pretty special Getting my muscles moved around. Exactly. Yeah. It's, look, it's, it's really good. There's a big market, a lot of interest now. We know a lot more around those technologies and how yeah. they can help our recovery. And we know for all of us, whether an athlete or not, recovery is so important for us. We can't just go full pelt at life all of the time. Mm. If we take time to actually deliberately recover, we will do better. 
um, in those periods of life, we were actually pushing forward as and well. And of course, the gym's state of art, brand new. Everything in there is shiny and, and lovely. It's, and yeah, an amazing gym. And that was really important to us to do the very best we can with that space. So we've teamed up with Techno Gym um, to put all that equipment in there. Yeah. And Techno Gym actually provide um, the equipment for a lot of Olympic teams and do the really high-end stuff. So we haven't, yeah, haven't kind of gone with the basics. We're no. trying to create the best possible experience for people in there and what about your talks up here that you're doing um on a regular basis they've got some great facility and um and conference room facilities uh, what's what's on the agenda for for talks to community talks and those sorts of things yeah we do a range of things that are open to the whole of community and then we do some things where we go deliberately into schools um, or into community sport being a really strong platform for us mm. but we we teach people about mental fitness so what is mental fitness um, how do you build it? You know, how do you know where you're tracking around your mental fitness? We do some programs as well around mental health and building the literacy for mental health, particularly for young people, so they know how to talk about things when things might not be going super well for them yeah. or they feel more confident to reach out to a mate and look after mm-hmm. um, one of their peers when things might not be as easy for them as they'd like to. Um, we run some programs around race-based discrimination. Mm-hmm. So Nicky Wimmar's experience of kind of lifting of up his jumper, that was mm. 30 years ago this wow. year. it's incredible. So we've got some really fantastic programs um, that utilise his documentary around the ripple effect and talk about race-based discrimination and the negative impact it has on all of us mm. um, as well. So there's a range of programs. And who, who, can, who can come to those? Is that generally open to the public or is it by uh, appointment? only or yeah there's a range of ways so we love teaming up with sporting clubs yep um and teams and going out to those clubs or having those clubs come in mm-hmm. um so again think about junior footy clubs yeah, for example the chance for them to come on site here see the whole facility and then sit upstairs and be involved Learn. in a program like that means so much to them brilliant um but we do take programs out to, to schools and workplaces um, and we do have occasions here where we just open up something to anyone who is interested who wants to turn up yeah, for an evening session or something. Of course, you've got a website, I guess, that I'll point everyone to. Yeah, dannyforallycentre.com.au is our website. We yeah. have all the latest news there, and our social channels as well are a great option. So, Kirsten, up. you mentioned before that you've loved the opportunity, you've worked in health, and I'm, I'm going to ask you about your background in health, and the opportunity to now marry that in with, with sport, which you also love. So um, tell us a little bit about your journey towards this particular um, point in your life. Yeah, I started my career actually as a physio. Um, so I remember way back, not Honorable really... profession of physio. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, not really sure what I wanted to fully do with my yeah. life, but I knew I loved health and learning about health and learning about the human body. And as I said, my interest in sport kind mm. of makes physio really yep. stand out compared to some of the other health professions. So um, I started there. I, I did love it, um, but I got really taken by the idea of prevention Yeah, uh, when I was Rather pretty young. Because all you're doing as a physio is... People are hobbling in, fix me, fix me, fix me. Exactly. And we need people to do that. We need people to be that end of the spectrum. But when I started learning more about the opportunities in prevention and help people stay healthy and well and not become affected by the illness, disease, injury, I just, I loved it. I wanted to read more, learn more. I studied a lot more Hmm. um, and really moved into that space of health promotion. Um, I spent 16 years of my career at Alfred Health. Um, So the Alfred being a major hospital in Melbourne and really led that prevention agenda. So I did a lot of work around mental health and suicide prevention a lot around physical activity, healthy eating and changing our food environments, um, tobacco, alcohol, other illicit substances as well. So I kind of worked across many topics um, and try to find ways for health services mm. to be better at prevention. Um, I jumped over to Vic Health and was the executive over there for four or so years and led the state's work across all those topics in health promotion. Bit of time in VicGov during COVID, like, oh, like many like from the public sector too. did. <laughs> 
So I, feel, I think I uh, still have some trauma associated with that yeah. period. But my job there, yeah, they recruited me to help look after some of the big economies and professional sport and racing yep. was one where they wanted me to leverage a lot of the relationships I already had. Yep. And uh, when I arrived, the plan was to do a COVID-safe restart um, mm. of those sectors. But actually, all I had to do was keep shutting everything down yeah. all of the time. It was quite traumatic. And, and um, yeah, I can't remember any other time in my lifetime where footy has stopped to that extent. And then getting it set up to continue to play, the hub-style living, playing without crowds, and then gradually bringing crowds back um, was a really... Yeah, an amazing thing to be involved in. Um, you learn a lot about sport as an economy. and Yeah, I mean, yeah. the AFL and the racing industry, to, to be honest as well, have done a remarkable job remaining active and vibrant and relevant through all that period. It's phenomenal. It would have, it would have yeah. said all the television stations broke if they had no content. <laughs> it, it's amazing. And I think um, your government took a really strong lead role during that time, but it also learned a lot from industry. Yeah. Um, so government definitely don't have the answers. They didn't pretend to have the answers around those sort of things. But industry is finding a way to stay alive yeah. um, and working alongside government during that time was yeah just so important. Uh, and it really, it's, it was yeah, amazing learning. But at that point in time, Matt Finnis had kind of created the Danny Frawley Centre, or a big part of it, was really looking for somebody to come over who could bring that health background, yep. have a really strong community focus, um, some exposure to sport, interest in sport. And that turned out to be me. So I've absolutely loved the opportunity. Been a bit over a year for me, but so much still ahead. Lucky, lucky. Very fortunate. And that mental health and physical health connection is, is well, it's well known now, yep. but hasn't been in the past so it's very important to bring that that all together it is it is well known but even when we know things we don't always execute them well in our Mm. lives i think we can all come up with examples where we're doing a behavior that we know is probably better if we didn't do that behavior and (laughs) uh, it's very hard but but for this sort of organization we are about educating people but certainly about making it easier for people to do the things they know they want to be doing and um, if our physical health is better, our mental health is better, and then we just do better overall. Very good, very good. Now, I do want to learn about your objectives and with this organisation and all the great team that you've got around you. What are sort of the plans now that you've you're up and running? It's been a year of getting established. So, what's 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 on your agenda for the year ahead? Yeah, we've got a really big, ambitious vision. So, we want to be Australian sports' most impactful centre in driving mental fitness mm-hmm. as an outcome. So, that is in the area of our current players, our past players, but also the community. Um, as we said, it's it's really important to us to think through the concept of mental fitness. So, we say there's a lot that we all understand around physical fitness. Yep. Um, we've known about that for a long time. Um, we know there's a spectrum, and we can all sit at different positions on that spectrum. And no matter where we are, we can always be getting fitter. Um, and when things go wrong for us physically, it's protective for us to have higher levels of fitness. So we'll get through those events, an injury or an illness or a disease, better mm. if we've got higher levels of base fitness. So it's us really taking the same concept and applying it to our mental fitness um, and saying there is a spectrum, we're all at different points in that spectrum and we move around at different points in time. We can be doing better and less well, and um, but it's about recognising where we are and knowing that we can always do something to be building our, fi- our mental fitness and when things go wrong for us, which they undoubtedly will, we'll do better getting through those challenges by having higher levels of fitness. So for us to achieve that, we want to coach people. So we come up with new models around how to coach people around their mental fitness. Um, we want to do the education programs we talked about. And then alongside that, we do want to have treatment services available. Yep. So those consulting rooms you referred to, we will have teams of psychologists here that will be ready to provide care for people when they really do need that care. It's a, it, it's a, it's a very complex area, um, mental fitness, but the concept of being able to build a resilience or to build some 
some stronger understanding of where you are at and, and what to do if you're not at the level you need to be is I think the forefront of thinking around mental health because I do have a lot of friends who struggle with this in this area personally yep. and a lot of what they do is stop doing certain things but they're not building a, a positive framework to give them an alternative to something to do rather than do those destructive behaviours. So I think that's a fascinating area. It, it is. It's, it is very complex. Um, but what we want to do, I guess, is simplify it as much as we can so that people feel that it's within reach and they can actually be doing some things to benefit themselves. So for us, it's a bit about the way that we think um, and it's a bit about the way that we feel emotions or experience emotions, the way we socialise, the types of decisions we make, um, mm. even before you know, around our health and wellbeing lifestyle. So there's a number of areas that all combine together to, to build mental fitness. And uh, we keen to, I guess, understand the capabilities people need to have and build those capabilities so they can do better. It's a it's an admirable and a big agenda. It is a, a big very agenda, big agenda. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess in delivering that agenda, you've got to have a team around you. So tell us about your team, where they come from, how, how many people have you got working in the centre? Yeah, we, we have got an amazing team, as I said before, just some of the very best people here. I, I would absolutely start with Chelsea Frawley. Um, in that team. So the Frawley family have been so much a part of this initiative. Uh, it is amazing. It reminds us every single day why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but Chelsea's amazing. So she leads our partnerships area um, here at the Danny Frawley Centre. She's got a background actually in teaching um, and in marketing. So she's got skills across a number of areas, but she can do what you know, better than any of us, uh, help people understand why we're here and connect to this place. So Chelsea's an amazing person to have in the team. Um, we've got Josh Connell who leads our programs area, so he's got a teaching background, um, some personal experience around mental health you know, through his family and just an absolute deep commitment to doing super well here. He's big himself in community sport, mm -hmm. um, so he's the person who kind of goes out and engages so many different sporting clubs yep. um, in this work and does it exceptionally um, and Justin Kozitski is another one I'll mention as well. So Cozzy's a, yeah. a Saints great. great. Exactly. Yep. And, and Cozzy's been reasonably open as well about his own lived experience around yep. mental health challenges. Um, and he's keen to give back. He's yeah. well and truly ready to give back and wants to support other people and see people have you know, the best lives they can have. So, again, Cozzy in our team is, is amazing. Um, he does a lot of work with kids and young people. He opens up and you know, shares his experiences so bravely so often he just has a huge, huge impact. Um, yeah, in it's brave when people do speak about their own lived experiences, isn't it? It, it is. It's brave. It's generous. It's, mm. it's all these things. They're not always easy uh, for yeah. people to do. Some days they can do it quite well. Other days they are just you know, finding it far more difficult. But amazing for the rest of us to kind of watch that happen and be there and support those people. But, yeah, help them deliver impact. And that's, that's certainly what COSI's about now. So you've got your physical, then the mental, and obviously the collaboration with the community is massive. That's, um, that's yeah. a large part of, of, of what Danny built down here was a great community. And, and obviously what you're doing is, is building that community around those two pillars of physical and mental health as well. So, um, and Chelsea's leading that program um, um, under your yep. guidance. Yep. So tell us about the sorts of areas that you want to get involved with. You mentioned junior sporting clubs and other sort of organisations. What else are you looking to do in that, that space? Yeah, so sport is a, obviously a really strong platform for yeah. us because we are a sporting organisation. Um, in this part of the world, everyone watches what AFL clubs do. Kids and young people care a yeah. whole lot. So we do lots of work um, into junior footy um, and community footy, but we want to reach outside footy as a code of sport too. Yeah. So we're doing a fair bit more now into netball and basketball and other sports, and there's really no reason why we should be limited um, just to footy. 
But yeah, no, reaching no. the community through community sport um, is unbelievable. We do plenty through schools. So that's working with kids, you know, students, but there's actually a big opportunity to, to work with teachers. So teachers, a bit like our sporting coaches, are those adults um, in our lives who in have leadership a, a, positions. Exactly, yeah. they have a much bigger opportunity mm. to, to do really good things. And if they're not doing good things, they have a big opportunity to do some really difficult, you know, harmful things as well. So we need to make sure those key leaders uh, are on the right track. Workplace for us um, is another way to reach, particularly the adult population. Yeah. So there yeah. are quite a few kind of big organisations and workplaces working with us um, around reaching their people, even their middle manager type people, so that we can build the health and well-being of those people, but also enable them to build that for their staff as well. Brilliant. So um, this message goes out to people who listen to this podcast, and it's on the local. It'll be on the local radio station, Southern FM, and, and other places around that. What sort of messages have you got for the community to how they can get involved and um, and how they can support the program? Yeah, look, I think there are a number of ways for people to get involved. Um, I would flag Spud's game um, is coming up. So on the 23rd of June There's is a There's a Spud's game. lunch too on the Friday lunch. the 16th of June, I Correct. believe. Correct, And yeah. then the following day is the Richmond game, which is traditionally a Spud game. Yeah, well, Spud's game for us this year is against Brisbane oh, on the 23rd. Right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so they're a week apart, those two events. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, through those, there's kind of big opportunities for people to actually attend them. Yeah. Um, so for Spud's game uh, on the 23rd at Marvel, we just want to get people there. Yeah. yeah, show their support for Spud, turn up to that game. There will be opportunities for people to raise funds um, at that game as well. And we certainly have people who contribute money to our effort here. We've got some pretty wealthy, generous people who give us a big chunk of money. And then mm-hmm. we've got um, lots of people who give us small amounts of money. And clearly, when heaps of people do that, we're able to pull together some funds that allow us to deliver our impact to people regardless of their own financial situation. So kids and young people can get involved um, in our work without needing to pay for it. So certainly financial co- contributions are a really big part of it, but get behind it in terms of follow things on our channels, um, show your support for us online, um, get involved in things that support your own mental health and wellbeing through our facility or, f- or through others. Um, and then the other point I would just make is what Danny really stood for, is just being open and brave and connected to other people. And so hopefully we're at a point where people no longer feel that sort of shame or or judgment around their own experiences and can be more open Um, and we're also in a position to reach out to other people to be there for our mates um, to know where they're at to offer support in whatever form that takes and yeah build a world where this stuff is much more acceptable and we're all we're all heading in the right direction well well said look um and on behalf of everyone that's listening i commend you on the work you're doing um i've known you for a little while we're trying to help in a small way through some art stuff that we're doing. Um, but it's been really inspiring to see what's going on down here. Uh, I've loved using the facilities. Um, hopefully I don't have to use all of them. <laughs> we all need to work on different parts of our game. But, uh, no, it's truly inspiring what you're doing down here and, and having met most of the team, it's uh, it's great to see the work they're doing. So uh, all strength to your arm in, in what you've got on your plans for the next year. Um, and uh, thank you for sitting down and sharing some of the Danny Frawley Centre journey with us today. Awesome, Ratsy. Thank you. And thank you to your team as well who are teaming up with us around those arts um, activations as well. I think art is a really important part of life and art's phenomenal in its ability to convey certain messages. So, And it's really, a, hell of a, yeah. a hell of a lot of fun too. So. It is. It is. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank All right. You. Thanks for your time today, Kirsten. Great to speak. Thanks, Ratsy. Cheers. Yeah, it's me again. So... I hope you enjoyed that interview. It was um, pretty powerful stuff. And the, the work the, the guys are doing down there at the 
DFC is pretty important. So, left alone in the studio is a very dangerous thing. So, I thought what I'd do is, uh, yeah, I'm going to play some of my favourite songs. So, I've always been a massive fan of the following two bands. And I'm going to play them in order. Um, the Smith Street Band, I first came across... I feel like their uncle because I saw them at the Forum Hotel and there weren't many... Oh, that was that? No, that's wrong. That's wrong. I saw them at the corner and there were but there were 100 people and then I saw them at the Forum and there were 1,000 people. So um, they're one of my favourite little bands. So I thought I'd just give you my favourite uh, Smith Street Band song, Young Drunk, which is... I'm an old drunk, but I'd like to be young again. One day there will come a time when the person you were named after dies and all of a sudden you're the only one and out of something as insincere as pride You'll change the way you turned on time To remember the smile As we stood out front of the little church The traffic just close enough to drown out Whatever we heard the family say As they waved the hearse Home. 
In a handful of people I was lucky enough to bump into We act like pessimists but we're in love with it And I'm in love with you And our tiny bed in the upstairs front room of a rundown terrace house Is obviously perfect as it sounds Pocket. 
is always going to be dangerous leaving me alone on the studio, Scotty. So the other dangerous thing is we could do our thing, our song, but we're going to play the whole thing now, buddy. We're going to play right out. So the two spoken guns go. Shots for the notes and the knives 